Okay, um, I've had definitely had enough coffee. I know I shouldn't know you have. Like I'm actually vibrating right now, <laughs> which maybe you can hear in the recording. <laughs> and then Greg passed out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're doing this on your own. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> um. So should we explain why we're doing a half? Monday. Why don't we say who we are? Oh, right, right, right. And and then we'll and then we'll uh, say why we're even are. <laughs> so I'm Christiane. I'm Greg. And this is the Bowie Book Club. We've uh, had a book club for about ten years. 10 years and uh, getting older every second. <laughs> and uh, for a lot of that, we uh, did talk about the books sometimes. <laughs> Once in a while. But at the sad loss of David Bowie in 2016, we decided to get our act together and read through his list of 100 most influential books in no particular order. In fact, in a completely nonsensical order. And make wild speculation as we went. Right. And so this time, we are inserting a mid-month episode. Because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, especially since we're juggling two books that we're tracking at each time. Right, yep. So there's uh, stuff to talk about with Hawksmoor. Now that we can finally talk about the ending. There's... Spoiler alerts, no more! <laughs> there's lots of good conversations going on about that. Yeah. Um, we could talk about uh, the upcoming book, mm -hmm. um, which we which we've read already, but uh, I'm really psyched to revisit. Don't give it away. Oh, okay. We'll save that for later. And we got our own thing. Yeah. That we got to talk about a bit too. So, um, yeah, it was hard to talk about Hawksmoor without being able to talk about the end of Hawksmoor because it felt like it would be a bit of a spoiler for folks. But now I think a lot of folks are caught up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, everyone who's Read the book, has read the book. Anyone who's going to do it has done it. Yeah, right, right. Um, because at the end of the book, there's a lot of questions about what the hell just happened. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if like a lot of people on Twitter, you think of it as a, a, a prelude to Twin Peaks, it all totally makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, oh, prelude. See? There's a there is pretty Hawksmore is Bob or no uh, Dyer, or, right? Dyer is either Bob possessed by the spirit of Bob. Bob is London. London is Bob. Any of those combinations could be true. <laughs> well, you just cleared all that up. Makes perfect sense now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was pretty broad agreement that this had something to do with Twin Peaks, or that I think someone actually mentioned, and I'll, I'll dig up who who it who it was. Um, speculated, and this is a good speculation, um, that Bowie introduced Lynch to uh, Hawksmoor, which gave him the idea for Bob. Oh. So Let, let's I, say I that's see true. that. Yeah, that sounds totally true to me. <laughs> um, so at the end of the book, um, so we talked about, we talked about Hawksmoor last episode, where there is these two time periods that are being juggled. It's like the 17th century in, uh, or, yeah, 16th or 17th, I yeah. can't remember which. And then 1980s, and in the 17th century is Nicholas Dyer, who's this architect who's building these churches upon this psychogeographic principle to connect to his 
satanic beliefs. And then in the 80s, Hawksmore is a detective and he is investigating the murders of several people around these very same churches. And so you get, well, it's clear that the stories are connected, but... Exactly how? Yeah. The questions start throughout that period, like, okay, so who's doing the murders? Is it someone who's just a practicer of Dyer's same occultish religious beliefs? Is it Dyer Dyer himself? himself? And if it's Dyer, is it him still him out of time, sort of him continuing? Or is it a, um, well, there was a couple on Twitter. So like, there's, there's an idea from, I think there was a conversation between KJ Bolden and Mike P. Blanchard. um, And we were discussing like, Dyer is out of time and himself the one who's still all murdery. Um, and then Rock <laughs> Blot. That's Charlie Sheen's new movie, Out of Time, it's... but Still Murdery. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rock Blot said it was uh, both Rock Blot and John F. were kind of leading towards like reincarnation, that it's a 400. And Rock Blot was saying it was a 400 year cycle, that this is something that just keeps occurring right. place and, and so the next one is like in 20 or 2300 yeah and there was some like some talk about like how that would happen like seven thousand people will die oh like, that it's even like this in- increasing it, number yeah, this each time m- multiplicative sort of thing and then one other person martin 65 was saying that london itself might be the power that and, it's something that's inherent in that space and I really like that idea because I think there's a scene in the middle of the book where there's like an archaeological tour, essentially, and they're talking about like the layers. Mm. They're finding things within the layers. So I, I really like the idea that there's like these strata of time as mm-hmm. well as of, um, of you know, a physical presence in the city. And there's so, little bad spots. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Where, where things just keep repeating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the idea, um, part of that idea is that Dyer himself isn't that powerful. It's the city that's controlling him. It's the place. Yeah, he's a tool himself. Right, right. Even though he thinks he's the mastermind. Right. And so at the end, well, the whole time there's this beautiful uh, framing nesting of their stories together yeah, so yeah. you see a reflection of something Dyer does and then Hawksmore does it and vice versa so you get the sense they're connected but then at the very end there's this big question mark what the hell yeah. are they the same person are they looking at each other face to face in the same space there's just this really big question that some folks talked about also where it said and then they spoke with the same voice and then there's a big blank spot and then it kind of ends we totally didn't get that like from listening to the audiobook Mm -hmm. i I think that probably didn't have the same weight um because it was just a pause yeah yeah instead of a blank space on the page right right which was really effective and when i saw them like oh man i wish i had gotten that book Oh, yeah, because we never got a book. <laughs> oh, well, eventually I might be able to see it. Um, but, but, but some people were really kind of dissatisfied with the ending because it yep. left so much open and, and it and didn't feel like it gave you any sense of closure. I don't know if I felt dissatisfied, but I didn't 
feel like I needed to spend time wondering what it was. Like what was more interesting to me was the whole time. Like, are they connected? How are yeah. they connected? So the very end of it didn't answer it, but I didn't feel like, I don't know. I don't know how it could answer it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been weird to have it wrapped up nicely. Mm-hmm. The the thing, I mean, part of it is really enjoying the Derek Jacoby's, I guess, apparently uh, anti-Shakespeare Derek Jacoby. Um, <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he he doesn't believe that Shakespeare was Shakespeare. Um, but I'm not sure what he believes Shakespeare is, like 12 cats or... <laughs> Typing randomly. Yeah, or... or John Marlowe's brother, Doug. Well, there was that new um, software that discovered um, a source for Shakespeare. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, It was some, um, you know, the software you use when you're trying to find plagiarism on students' papers. And and Carta? (laughs) Wikipedia? (laughs) Um, But they found a big chunk of text or pieces of text that seem to be lifted directly from this other author. Oh, wow. Anyway, okay. that's, a, that's a whole different thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of a tangent. I'll, I'll, yeah. We'll find a link and, and, and put something in for that. Cause I, wow, I love that kind of, that kind of speculation. Mystery. Um, oh, oh, but um, I didn't want the book to, yet, to end because I was enjoying it mm-hmm. so much. I, I would have been completely happy if they had gone to 2300 and, and had the futuristic... Hawksmoor Dyer, who's like a sentient android or something like that. This is why the BBC needs to make this into a series. Yes, and we speculated about who would star in said series. Oh, yeah, so totally saw... um, I don't even remember how it came up. I think you mentioned who you wanted to play Hawksmoor. Which would be uh, uh, Idris Elba, of course. Because he's great and everything. Yeah, I think he would be excellent, like very mercurial, but also like that character. He was like, you get the sense that he's hiding something, but he doesn't even know if he's hiding something. Oh, you know, actually, I think I got it from someone on Twitter who said it's very Luther-esque, like his TV series. So that would work, which makes sense to me. So I I can't claim that as my own, but (laughs) makes perfect sense. And then I wanted Dyer to be played by Sir Anthony Hopkins because we already know he can be a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a gimme. Like if you were a casting director and you suggested Sir Anthony Hopkins, it's like, okay, let's yep. break for lunch. We're mm-hmm. done here. <laughs> um, what else did we learn from folks in the Bowie Book Club out there? Oh, oh songs. Yeah, yeah. P- people pick some good stuff for songs. Um, one of my One of my favorites was... Uh, I'm, I'm going to mangle the Twitter name, but I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. I, Joanna, I, there's some underscores in there somewhere, um, uh, linked to a video of A Foggy Day in London Town um, as a good mm-hmm. piece of soundtrack for that. Um, oh, uh, a lot of people did talk about um, Outside, which we, which was what was on our mind as well. Yeah, and the, and the more that came up the more sense it makes mm-hmm. you know the way that the, the the record was put together and in the the use of like a of software to to build the lyrics and how the random connections still produce something that is sort of hawksmore-esque it's really it's fascinating mm-hmm. um and it's a really good record too um what is it electric bob said i thought of outside a lot also the man who sold the world and i can hear quicksand playing over the closing credits um, side two of Heroes fits nice also. 
Yeah, and then typo four seven two two one five 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 said width of a circle, which we had used for the Maldoror episode, I think already. Yeah, it totally makes uh, sense. It's doomy as hell, right? But there's tons of. I think what a lot of this is pointing at is that a lot of David Bowie's music would connect to this because he had his interest in the occult and kind of that mystery that played throughout a lot of his yeah. life apparently and 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 it's 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 kind of fascinating how it's sprinkled throughout you know his his work not just in outside maybe that's the most sort of the the closest you know the closest one but there's it's it's not just that you know there are other places where it could fit you know yeah the fun, I guess the funniest references weren't maybe crayon to crayon said tis a pity she was a hawk. Oh, I love crayon to crayon. Which was, we'll have to we'll have to post the picture. It doesn't yeah. make sense without the picture. It was more just yeah the because hawk hawks more and it's like a picture of David Bowie with a hawk and looking very noble. Of yeah, course, um, as as you do when you have a hawk. <laughs> So it wasn't exactly a real song choice because of content, but just because of that great photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's worth a link. <laughs> um, and then uh, there was also that great clip from the reality promo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't about, it, it wasn't the songs that were connected itself, but he actually talks in that clip about Hawksmore, which is a great little reference Um yeah, that was really cool. And that was from Maxagirl, M-A-C-C-A-Z-G-R-L. And it's I, always hard to read Twitter names. It'll make more sense in writing. <laughs> so I, th- I think another thing, uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned last time, is that Acro does have a new book out. Oh, yeah. I have it here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I put uh, put a picture up on our Twitter. Uh, I guess it wasn't on Twitter. It was on Instagram. Um, his new book is called Queer City, Gay London from the Romans to the Present Day. And it will be released by Abrams Press in May this year. Super exciting. I've only started just reading the beginning. Um, but this is more of a history. He's He's written a bunch of histories and biographies. He is such a prolific writer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like he's done the biography of London, and so this one is a more specific focus of London. Yeah, he does. It seems like he keeps coming back to London and the people of London, and and this this probably will be just as good as as London the the biography, which I I read a few years ago and really really liked. And um... oh, an an apology and a (laughs) correction. Ian Sinclair is not dead. I'm not sure who I was thinking about, but uh, he is definitely alive we and, had, and is as as uh, sparky as ever. We had referenced uh, his newest book, um, which is uh, also the, about the London. Last London yeah. yeah, and Greg had said it was the posthumous book, but it, indeed it is not. Well, in my mind, posthumous means. You're going to die someday. And this book will still be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And I, I just finished uh, Ghost Milk, which is also about London um, and the area around where the Olympic Stadium was building. But it turns into, of course, being in Ian Sinclair, it turns into a, not a diatribe, but just it goes all over the place in all directions at once. And after a while, your head starts spinning around like the exorcist. Maybe Sinclair is dire. <laughs> 
I think that might get it, get us into even more trouble yeah. <laughs> than speculating that he's dead. Okay, yeah. Scrap that. Yeah. But I highly recommend Ghost Milk. I'm really psyched to start the last London once once I get my, the, the, the fire, once my hair is not on fire from the last book. Because um, there's only so much Sinclair you can take. And he just writes so fast. Burn your brain. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh yeah. Um. Uh, Hawksmore, one more Hawksmore related thing. Um, there was a, a blog post in the London Review of Books blog. Oh, yeah, just where they, yesterday. Yeah, where they summarize a bunch of the conversations on Twitter, unfortunately not crediting anybody. But yeah. but it does do, I think, a really good job of talking about the book mm-hmm. and, and, and pulling out some really key and interesting passages. Yeah, we'll link to that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's definitely worth a read. And yeah, so it's been really great seeing people's comments and what they thought about the book and how it connected to things and and or how it didn't. Some people were just, nope, <laughs> didn't like it. And other people were really into it. All right, so. The language, I think like the the, the old timey language yep. um, was, was too much for some people. Um, some people just hate police procedurals and <laughs> didn't like the second part of the book. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, I liked Dyer's part better than Yeah, Hawksmore's yeah, definitely. Um, but so uh, Duncan Jones has uh, t- has announced his, the next book he's reading, and that is Fire Next Time. Which, by, which we read last summer. Mm-hmm, James Baldwin. Uh, we, had, uh, we did an episode in August yep. last year. Uh, loved that book. Uh, so it's very exciting that people are reading that now. A lot of people have already finished it. It's a much shorter book, much easier to find than Hawksmoor. Right. <laughs> Though there was one person who's looking for it, and I guess we'll post a link to that. Hopefully someone can help help them out. Um, and we, because we already read that book, uh, we've both ended up with our own list of reading for Black History Month, too. So, I mean, I'm going to reread fire next time because it's always nice to yeah. just check back in on that but uh, what are you reading also oh um i'm still uh working through uh the fire this time which oh, is yeah. a, a compilation of of new writing jasmine ward was the editor on yeah that. from a, a bunch of different um people of color um and, and the and the essays i've read have been amazing so far it's such um, a great book yeah i've been yeah. handing that out to a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. And I just finished up uh, Eight Years in Power mm. um, by Tainahisi Coates, um, which is really, really, really good, too. Um, it's a collection of, of essays kind of centering around um, uh, Obama's presidency. Um, not, not quite as powerful as his last book, uh, maybe because it didn't have the, the same sort of personal connection, um, but still really, really good. And uh, I'm probably not going to be able to get to this, but... Um, I got uh, Colson Whitehead's uh, John Henry Days uh, coming from the library, um, just because it's the one book of his I haven't read yet, and I really, really like him. I just started Colson Whitehead's Underground Railroad, um, which I'm really liking. Oh yeah, and um, I'm actually listening to that an audio book. I checked it out from my library as an audio book because um, I got hooked on audiobooks after Hawksmoor. It's great for gardening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I also just got at work a copy of This Will Be My Undoing, Living in the Intersection of Black, Female, and Feminist in White America. Um, Morgan Jerkins just released this book. I think it's her first book. She's 
written a lot for various publications, but this is her first book, and it was already on the New York Times bestseller list, so Whoa. congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So those are two that I'm working on this time. Cool. And of course, in addition to that, finishing up our book. Right. Um, which, so we are still reading through our list for the Bowie Book Club, picked in our very sensible fashion. Completely scientific, <laughs> patent pending, <laughs> trademark, trademark, trademark. And so our book this month that we'll be uh, recording later on uh, is Otto Friedrich's Before the Deluge. Which is uh, about the 20s in Berlin oh, and kind of the lead up to yeah. Hitler's rise to power. I'm learning so much. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's like I mark in, every, like yeah. I put two post-its on every page. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I want to look into this more. I want to learn more about this. Yeah. I feel like it's a big like asset to me filling in gaps in my knowledge. About right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a piece of history that we just kind of vaguely heard about, you know, in European history in junior year of high school. Yeah. It gets like a paragraph. But it's there's so much more than that. Yeah, and it's it's a great history, but it's not written in a way that feels like a history because it's it's got all the what the what was happening in the arts and the in the city with the people, the sociopathic serial killers, the then the political thing that's going on and yeah. It, so Yeah, it, it it's so good at going from like the micro to the macro back mm -hmm. to the micro. Um, oh, and I can't wait to talk about the scene where the very hungry um, refugee sneaks into a room where someone, while someone is giving this big talk, and finds a table of sandwiches and eats all the sandwiches. <laughs> and he was—you could tell—he's so proud of himself. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've been really liking that book, and we're going to be recording. When when will that be out? Um, I think it'll be out on the uh, the. The last week of February. Okay. Yeah, right right before the end of the month. Cool. And, and we'll link to our uh, episode from August for The Fire Next Time. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put that up, and hopefully folks will give it a listen. Um, oh, and uh, another link uh, to Hawksmoor-related stuff. I forgot. Um, my creepy ambient music podcast, Too Tired to Say Anything. Oh, yeah. Um, has a Hawksmoor-related episode. Um, hopefully that sounds creepy and ambient. <laughs> so I'll link to that too if anyone's interested. Listen while you read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th I think, I don't know, that feels like about is. is there anything else we need all. to? Um, oh, one, one other plug, sorry. Uh, we were had a, a really nice conversation last week um, with the Book Hub, which is a, a radio show and podcast um, in Australia. Um, and if you yeah, link to ABC it, ABC Radio National, yeah, it's great. Claire Nichols, yeah, she us. was really fun to yeah. talk to. Um, and it, I probably sound like an idiot, but anyway, <laughs> um, we'll li we'll link to it, and you can judge for yourself. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's the, the that's it. That's that's our wrap up. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And always, uh, we are at boybookclub.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at boybookpod, Facebook at boybookclubpodcast, and Instagram at the Bowie Book Club. Uh, keep sending us your opinions and speculations, and we'll talk to you again soon. See ya. Bye.
would prefer not to hear myself if I can avoid it. That's so Bartleby of you. <laughs> I, what is this catchphrase? I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, maybe that would be the modern version. Yeah, you can't make me. We don't really use prefer anymore uh, in the same I, way. I prefer not capitalist pig dog. <laughs> that's the subtext. <laughs> yeah, that's what's underneath it. So this <laughs> this month's book is Bartleby. It's not on the Surprise! list. Surprise! We're doing it anyway. It should have been. Mm.